0: welcome to another episode of what is a podcast, the podcast whose host got their first vaccination shot. I am halfway there, I got the Pfizer vaccine. And I know that the second shot is where you actually get sick, like for real, like fever and stuff. But after this first shot, I don't know exactly how common the side effects are. But after the first shot, I was slow. Like I was building up the antibodies and the rest of my body just slowed down. Like I can make it like I'm building up my energy and all of that. Like I can make it through this. I wasn't like debilitating or bedridden or anything, but it was very noticeable that I could not build up the same energy to do things that I previously could, right, so I just you know, was chilling, eating food, right, watching some Netflix, thankfully, it was Saturday and Sunday that I had not to work, so, um, everything was cool there, I can build up my energy so I can come back to work on Monday, the fucking crackly, sparkly fireball I typically am, um, no one's ever called me that, but the sp- sparkly fireball I typically am that'll be me at work but really like getting that shot and then being fine right because the actual shot is not painful at all right you just go in you don't even see the needle you don't even feel the needle right it just goes in it's fine right but afterwards I was like whoa whoa let me take a nap let me take two naps right let me let me stay on the couch for as long as possible, right, let me build up these antibodies, because it was like, whoa, I, I've never felt this way before, It was like, I had ankle weights all over my entire body, which I guess is just a weighted suit of armor, but it felt like I had ankle weights just all over my entire body, and I was, Like physically tired, like I wanted to go to bed, but I couldn't because there was other stuff to do, and then my body was getting tired quicker. But we're over it. We're getting back over it, right? We're gonna go into the week feeling good, feeling half vaccinated, almost there. And you know, if I can contribute to some herd immunity, then I will. For all my immunocompromised people, I will do my best to contribute to herd immunity. So we're getting the vaccine. We're wearing our mask. We're staying as safe as possible. As the world continues to expand, we still got to be safe, you know? Um, But yeah, that's basically the only thing new with me is that I got the vaccine and I am pretty happy because I was feeling like I was missing out a bit just because so many of my friends had got the vaccine or were like starting their process so i got to start my process too right which was which was fun but that's i don't really want to talk about me so much i want to talk about gabby hanna formerly known as the gabby show the artist formerly known as the gabby show right And The reason I want to talk about this, and I'm going to probably have to tiptoe around some things because I'm not an expert in everything I'm going to be talking about, but um, the reason why I want to talk about Gabby Hanna is because she was trending on Twitter um, earlier this week. Right. And if you don't know Gabby Hanna slash the Gabby Show, she was a Vine star who transitioned to YouTube dot com where I believe she still does stuff, where she then transitioned to music and subsequently becoming a meme because of her music. And she was known for or she sort of gained popularity on YouTube by like telling stories about her life, right, stuff like that, and the Gabby Show slash Gabby Hanna, um, I believe Gabby Hanna is, like, her actual last name, her actual last name is Hanna, um, I assume, but, um, the reason why Gabby Hanna is of interest to me right now, right, is because she was actually trending on Twitter, the fact that she was trending on Twitter at all, right, was something to be um, alerted to, right, to me, because I've been on YouTube very little, right, since I've started making TikTok videos in earnest, right, doing the TikTok videos, right, doesn't necessarily lend itself to watching YouTube videos, which are typically in longer in form and take up some time and things like that. So, at least for me it doesn't lend itself to doing YouTube videos when you do your TikTok videos and you have an actual job and you have other things that you want to do, right? YouTube just fell by the wayside, right? But when I was on YouTube, I didn't want to watch any apology videos, right? I saw apology videos pop up and I was like, I cannot do this i can't listen to any more apology videos right now maybe sometime in the future but definitely not now i i can't deal with an apology video i know james charles has an apology video i haven't watched it right i haven't watched it because i just can't deal with it but this gabby hannah thing right transcended youtube came to twitter and is not even an apology video this is just drama right and i'm not super familiar with everything the gabby show has ever done and i know she doesn't want to be called the gabby show i just that's how i knew her um but gabby hannah i'm not really well versed in anything or everything that Gabby Hanna has done. Like I've never listened to the music, I don't keep up with her on any social media. I am an outsider, right? So, I click on the trending topic on Twitter, right? And we see that Gabby Hanna was sort of attacking and responding and criticizing this other YouTuber named Rachel Oates, right? Because in addition to singing and YouTubing and whatever else, Gabby Hanna has written a book of poetry, um, two books of poetry even. And in that poetry book, since she is a YouTube person, right? And there are YouTubers who like to react and critique things, like, in that poetry book were, I suppose, not so great poems, right? Like, the poetry book wasn't super well received in every community, right? I'm sure the fans liked it, right? I'm sure whoever bought the book because they were a fan of Gabby Hanna, I'm sure that they liked it. I'm sure that they loved it. I'm sure they read it twice, But Rachel Oates, who seems to be uh, a poetry person, right? Someone who does poetry video type content on YouTube, right? She seems to be somewhat into that. So she reviewed Gabby's book on YouTube, which doesn't seem so surprising so far. You're probably like, what's even the problem, right? And apparently Rachel Oates, according to Gabby Hanna, is a bully and she's a fake person and all of that, right? So, of course, I have to look at Rachel Oates's video, right? I have to look at Rachel Oates's video. And lo and behold, there is not one video, there is like six or seven videos. That might be an exaggeration, but there's more than one video that Rachel Oates has done about Gabby Hanna's book, right, in particular. And the book, like I said, it wasn't well received by everybody. Rachel Oates did not receive, I think, either of her books very well, right? But here's where it gets a little bit strange. So Gabby Hanna is calling Rachel Oates like a bully. I believe they called, she called them like narcissistic at one point, or she was at least throwing that word around narcissistic, right? She was saying abuse a lot. She was using the word abuse, Gabby Hanna was. And I had to watch Rachel Oates' video because if this is narcissistic abuse, I think that that's serious, and maybe Rachel Oates is a bad person, but looking through Rachel Oates' videos, right, and again, I haven't been on YouTube in a minute, so watching Rachel Oates' videos, which were not short, um, they were very long, um, she went through Gabby Hanna's poetry almost line by line, and she went very, very detailed into what went wrong with Gabby Hannah's book, and maybe what could be better, right? And to me, that's fair, right? If you are a poetry person, if you love poetry, and you comb through a poetry book, and you think, this is not great, this is what I would do, this is maybe what could be better about it. This is why it's not good right now, right? That is fair, right? If you're a poetry person, everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? If you are not a poetry person, your critique is still fair. Like, once you put something out into the world, right, people are going to react and interact and transact with it, right? So, like, it's fair to have, like, these opinions and these criticisms of Gabby Hanna's book, but nowhere was it bullying, right? It was a very detailed set of videos, right? There's lots of videos going through, right, really dissecting what there is Gabby Hanna was trying to say and in some of these poems, it didn't look like Gabby had so much to say. um, But she really went in and did like a really in-depth video, right? I thought that it was a good video. It went really, really well, right? Or I should say good videos, right? But she, Rachel Oates, she did what she had to do, right? And if the poetry was good, right, if it was good poetry, maybe Rachel Oates doesn't do Four, five, six, seven videos on it because the work speaks for itself. But um, I'm sure Rachel Oates would do something deliberate and something detailed and going almost line by line like she did with the bad poetry because she seems like a person who really likes poetry. So I would think that even if it was good, she would take her knife and her fo- fork and really sort of cut around and feel all of the parts of the book, right? But apparently it wasn't good, right? And then after I seen this, okay, I'm like, this isn't bullying, right? This is criticism, right? After that, I went to read some of Gabby Hanna's poems, right? Just from pictures on Twitter that I seen, right? And I am not a poetry person. I am not a poet. I'm not someone who is an expert in this field, nor am I someone who reads an exceptional amount of poetry. But, 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 but. I think I can still say this, right? I think I can be fair about this. Is that Gabby Hanna's poetry? From where I read, from screenshots on Twitter.com, like not the whole book. I haven't seen everything that she's written, but from what I've seen, Gabby Hanna has ideas for poems that are good, right? I think she has sort of ways to connect that idea, right? She can connect the idea and she can express the idea. And I think that's also good. Where Gabby Hanna loses it, right, is in two ways. One is she does some like very simplistic poems, right, that because of who she is as an internet person come off as sort of like, random tweets right they don't come off as serious and i think part of because gabby Hanna is who she is right when you do stuff like that it falls flat right like it or not if you come from the internet and you do something in real life you have to do it well right in order to like really be taken seriously it has to be 10 times better than the average person doing it because internet content is very devalued, right? Like a view on YouTube or TikTok or a stream on Spotify or anything like that does not get you any money. Like You get like half a cent for that, right? So because internet videos, internet content is devalued, right? People do not take you seriously coming from the internet, right? A lot of people, like people who are actually in charge of these things because if they did take you seriously they would be paying you more to be on the internet but paying people who make internet content seems to be tricky for just like general public right and that's all social media that's youtube that's tiktok that's instagram that's whatever right so i think when she when gabby comes through with these like very simplistic tweets of a poem like it's a tweet of a poem like she'll say something like I think one of the most famous ones she says like time is relative family is relatives right which maybe would work in a tweet or maybe would work as like a passing thought or maybe even like a short video like I can see something like that working in a TikTok video if you time it right if you pronounce things in interesting ways if you have maybe an interesting concept surrounding it right i can see that work in other formats but if you're going to be taken seriously as a poet coming from the internet where you did not do poetry on the internet that is um you're gonna have to come with it you're going to have to do something strong and i think that's where gabby failed in one way right the other way Gabby failed with this poetry book is in the longer, more detailed poems. The um, the reading of the poem, the meter, the tempo, it was very clunky to me. And again, I'm not a poetry person. Maybe I was reading it wrong, but it felt very clunky, like the meter wasn't there. And I'm not saying to be good at poetry. You have to follow strict rules. What I am saying though, is that if you are starting out as poetry, if you are becoming a poet, your poetry needs to sound like you didn't just learn how to write poetry. Because when the meter is clunky, and you notice it, right? And it's just sort of like, oh, like this didn't fit well in my reading experience. That's where, right? We fucked up, right? You can't, you can't pull yourself off as like this professional poet and I want to do a poetry book and then have something that looks like you just learned poetry in the fourth grade, right? That's not going to fly with most people, which is why I think that Gabby Hanna's poetry, right, on two levels is like sort of very criticized on the internet. Like if she had come correct, if she spent a lot of individual time and made it the best she could be. And I'm not saying she didn't work hard, but I don't think she worked hard everywhere. But um, she did work hard on the book in a lot of places. But when it comes to doing something in real life, the mainstream, right, you're going to have to do it better than the people that have been doing mainstream stuff, the in-person stuff, just because they don't trust you, right? And I just think that Gabby, right, didn't do everything to the best of its ability, and because she's this internet person, she fucked up, right, and people sort of turned on her poetry, right, so that was one thing, Gabby his poetry, not the best, right, but then it was like, why is Rachel Oates narcissistic and abusing and a bully, right, because that still didn't answer that question, like, Yes, you may not like her video criticizing your work and thinking your work is bad. Like, if I said your stuff is bad, that's not going to feel good for you. But it's not bullying, right? What Rachel Oates did was not bullying. And there are other people on YouTube, I'm willing to bet, that have, one, also done this, and two done worse things right like they could have made fun of your intellect or your appearance or anything about your background that I don't know Gabby Hanna but they could have done a lot worse and Rachel Oates seemed very measured and then I found out why right I found out why at least partly what this is and that's that Rachel Oates did a parody of Gabby Hanna's and I guess it was written by or at least partially written by her dog Rachel Oates's dog putting letters in words sort of predicting what the book is gonna be and then Rachel sort of writing and crystallizing around that and um, this is where we get into interesting territory because again you are not okay with liking something if you're not okay liking something or you did something that is disliked right it's okay to not be a fan of the negative feedback right but when it comes to this book right in this par- parody I can see where you're coming from if you're a Gabby Hanna and thinking that this might be a little bit weird but then you have to remember that parody is a thing that is a form of criticism right? Parody is a form of criticism, whether that's positive, neutral, negative, it's a form of criticism, right? And if Rachel Oates is sort of trying to make her way into the YouTube commentary criticism realm, right? Parody is a form of that, right? Think about what Weird Al was saying, right? Think about what any parody artist you think is saying. A lot of times, right, it's a criticism of something, right? Whether it's the artist, whether it's the culture, whether it's a song, it's a criticism of, of something of some sort, right? So even though Gabby might not have liked that move, might not have appreciated it, right? There is something there that is essentially the same as what's been happening, right? It's just a new form of criticism that you don't necessarily recognize as criticism because this has never happened to you before, right? Um. But then, right, then we go deeper, right? And Gabby Hanna is posting the longest Instagram stories I've seen in my life. And I thought I would watch all of them to prepare for this podcast. But I'm sorry, I cannot do that. Because she was posting like, hour long Instagram stories. So I couldn't do that, right? I couldn't, I couldn't sit through an hour of Instagram and see what's happening. But I did catch snippets of what's happening and Gabby Hanna also has a TikTok. Right, first Gabby Hanna was sort of like subtweeting a person, right? Saying I'm not going to put this person by name, but this person did me dirty on Twitter and I'm not going to stand for it. But when she said I'm not going to mention him by name, she did actually mention the guy by name like she gave his at symbol, his username, in her Instagram story, very clickable, and people found out what it was about right away, right, and like, hmm, what's going on, because this doesn't seem like the smartest move, right, this doesn't seem like a move you would make, right, if you're not trying to be in drama, right, if you actually don't want to, um, put this person's name to what happened in the situation. You failed at that because you tagged them in your Instagram story, right? And I was like, this is, this is bizarre. This is something strange, right? And then there was a beef with people that I just don't know. Like there's someone named Angelica Oles or Oles. I just don't know. There was beef with someone named Dominic DeAngelis. That's again, someone that, I just I just don't know, right? I'm not going to look back at every single person. I don't have time, right? But this Dominic DeAngelis fellow, right? That was an interesting one as well because basically all he said was, "Gabby Hanna isn't my physical type like in a potential girlfriend, right? And apparently that's bullying too, right? Which, again, bullying, gaslighting, Abuse, right? These things, when they're said, sort of loosely, can have lasting consequences that you don't want, right? But then there was something that piqued my interest because it's now two people that I don't understand. That's Gabby Hanna and Trisha Paytas, right? And Trisha Paytas is being um, or this beef with Gabby Hanna and Trisha Paytas is happening currently as I record this, right? And Trisha Paytas is someone who I don't understand fully because I've never heard of Trisha Paytas outside of something problematic, right? Every time I hear the name Trisha Paytas, I hear something problematic directly after, right? And a lot of what's happening now with Trisha Paytas is they are. They're showing some anti-Semitic tropes or some cultural appropriation from the Jewish communities and people, especially in the Jewish communities, are not happy with Trisha and her antics sort of appropriating Jewishness and Judaism, right? But, But they don't cancel her. Right. People don't cancel her. Right. Even though Trisha is doing things that are very problematic. Right. And every time it's Trisha's in the news, somehow it's something problematic. But there's some sort of weird infantilization with Trisha Paytas. Like somehow she doesn't know better. Right. Or anything like that. Because whenever I see people defending Trisha Paytas, they're like treating her as if she was a baby. And I just don't understand why exactly that is. That people just sort of refuse to cancel Trisha Paytas. And I think, really, if enough people like you, being canceled is close to impossible, right? I think that's most of what it is, right? But I'm not fully updated on Trisha Paytas just because Gabby Hanna is posting Instagram stories that take days to complete, right, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this, right, but what I think is interesting on the Gabby Hanna front of it, right, is she's sort of attached on to Trisha and has had this going for several days, like, she was on the Rachel Oates, she was on the Dominic DeAngelis, whatever, for, like, a day, less than a day, maybe, right, but this Trisha thing is something that she's sort of locked and loaded on, right, and kept that going for a few days, right, and then it was like, well, what's the point of all this, what is the point, right, because it doesn't make sense to have this very public beef when people are telling you this is kind of ridiculous, like, at this point, Gabby is getting a message saying that this is ridiculous, and there's plenty of reason why you, Gabby, might be in the wrong here, or at the very least, the situation isn't what you seem to be, but no, it just keeps on going, and it's interesting latching on to someone like Trisha, because, and I'm not an expert here, I don't know what's happening, I don't know either of these people, right, but Trisha Paytas is someone who is easy to talk about right Trisha Paytas is someone who has millions of followers lots of fans and again people who are unwilling to cancel her right so by attaching yourself to someone like that as opposed to Rachel Oates who Rachel Oates is by comparison to both Gabby and Trisha very small her YouTube channel had like 200 something thousand which is a lot right, of subscribers, but not when compared to Gabby Hanna or Trisha's audience, right, it's not a lot, so attaching on to the most popular, relevant person who's willing to beef, right, that's when things start getting fishy, right, Um, and then after that, I don't know how many people saw this, right, I don't know how many people saw this, but, People were thinking after a while that Gabby Hanna has to be releasing something soon, some new music or whatever, because why is she trying to be relevant? And this is not something that I would participate in actively, right? Because you never know why someone is acting the way that they are, right? But then she says, well, guys, in a, like a TikTok or something, I'm actually starting a new series where you can see the real me, Right. And I was like, oh, she is starting something, right? And people are more likely to watch because all the drama is still surrounding. And she's latched on to Trisha Paytas to start a beef continuously with Trisha Paytas, going back and forth, right? And that, wow, I just hiccuped. And that might be the reason. I can't tell you for sure that it's the reason, but that might be a part of the reason That's that this is happening with Gabby Hanna right now on the internet, right? And people are saying Gabby Hanna is having a mental breakdown. They're saying she's doing things for attention, right? And I am not the one to claim that you have some problem, right? I'm not the one that's going to say that you are having a mental breakdown through the internet. I'm not going to say that you're having a problem through the internet unless it's glaringly obvious, right? But that's what people were saying, right? And then Gabby Hanna was saying, well, I actually do have ADHD. And this is part of my ADHD, right? The age in ADHD is hyperactivity, right? This is hyperactivity, right? I'm neurodivergent, right? And that's affecting every aspect of your life, right? And I do not have ADHD, at least I don't think so, right? So I can't speak on that, except for to say that disorders are largely a social construct. ADHD being a disorder right, is a social construct. We labeled an ADHD brain as a neurodivergent brain, right? But we didn't have to do that. We could have said that this is a normal person, right? Or if enough people have something like ADHD, at what point does it become normal and not divergent, right? At what point does it become order instead of disorder if so many people have ADHD, you get me? But when it comes to mental health And with Gabby Hanna and Trisha Paytas Right I think a lot of people Have said mental health isn't exactly an excuse To be a bad person There are plenty of people with Mental health issues who are not Bad people, right But with someone like Trisha Paytas Who, according to what I've read Does have some mental health Right, situations Right And it seems to be infantilization, right, and Gabby Hanna, right, who is being neurodivergent, or not who is being, who is claiming to be neurodivergent, right, she is sort of consistently being, being a jerk to people, right, and calling them out sort of out of the blue, and then we learn a little bit later that she's coming out with a new series, I'm assuming, on YouTube, right, so... There's something about that where she's saying, like, this is my hyperactivity. This is it, right? But I thought that just mental health in general wasn't an excuse. Like, I thought that was pretty established that just because you have a mental health issue or you're neurodivergent, that's not necessarily an excuse to be a jerk to people, right? And taking accountability for your actions and... I guess Gabby Hanna just isn't doing that, right? And then there's another thing on top of this where Gabby Hanna is saying words like abuse and gaslight and narcissism again. And I think that with something like gaslighting, right? Because I think gaslighting has been sort of co-opted to mean lying or disagreeing. But gaslighting is definition is sort of manipulating people, like tricking people into questioning if things actually happen or not. Like questioning if they are actually being rational or not. Like gaslighting is sort of moving you to that place where you're questioning your own mental state or your own situation. That's what gaslighting is, right? And I can see how you can think you're being gaslit if you are being made upset by something, right? If someone is trying to tell you one thing and you think it's another thing and you think the other person is being mean, right, or doesn't have the right attitude, right? I can see how you think you're being gaslighted, right, because you know what gaslighting means, at least by a dictionary definition, right? And then you get to this sort of warped space where you think a disagreement or um, uh, I don't like your work, right, something like that, right, is gaslighting. But not everything really is gaslighting. And I think when you say something like gaslighting, which is a serious thing, you sort of move the goalposts in a way that I don't think is really fair. Same thing with abuse. Abuse is a heavy word. Calling someone an abuser, which Gabby Hanez did to people for making YouTube videos about drama or whatever, right? That's a heavy accusation to put on someone, right? Because being an abuser is a terrible thing and it sticks with you if you're known as an abuser, right? You're likely going to be shut out of uh, several communities, right? So, throwing around words like gaslight and abuser, right, in this social context is not very good, right? And I think that what should, what needs to be done, right, is not a new series, is not a new YouTube series right now. I'm not going to claim that. You, Gabby Hanna has a mental breakdown or is having a mental breakdown because I don't know this person, right? But what I think what Gabby Hanna needs to do is what I've been needing to do, right? Is more input, right? More input from other things, right? Put down the creative, put down the Instagram story, put down the the tweet button, right? And just soak stuff in, read, watch TV, do stuff like that. But as I was watching Gabby Hanna's Instagram story, right, she seems to be constantly working on this new project, right, go, 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 in the midst of doing all this drama stuff, right, and it's just like, we need to slow down, right, we, maybe we put off the, the new series for a while, slow down, you know, eat some food, get some input in you, and then go back to making something that is good, right, hopefully, but I don't think that's going to happen, um, just because, she seems to be still to this day making long-ass Instagram stories, right, but I don't think that she needs to drop a new series right now, but, but we'll, we'll see, right? and another thing with Gabby Hanna right now, right, in the midst of all this arguing is she's posting tweets about the situation, which is normal, but also some very sexual tweets, right, she had a tweet where she was showing a bit of underboob, which you know, underboob, and she said something like, I can fuck both of your parents, right? And they would like it, or something like that, right? F- claiming that she could fuck both of my parents because that's how hot she is, right? And if some random person had said that, if this was just some random Twitter person talking about fucking each other's parents, no one would say anything, right? No one would say anything. That would just be like a Twitter joke. But because Gabby Hanna was in drama right then, and she was actively arguing against people, right? And then posting these very provocative pictures, it made people think, again, what's the purpose of this, right? Why are you doing this? This doesn't make sense, right? And it was sort of a weird time in general, when, when that happened a few days ago, right? And I think part of that is, like, if you're hot, you're hot, right? If you want to be hot, be hot, celebrate yourself, that's fine, right? But I think it leads to my point, like, we got to slow down, we don't need to post everything, right? Is that juxtaposed with your drama looks weird, it looks off, people are gonna have questions. And the question is, Is this a mental breakdown? If you don't think it is, if you're claiming that you're not having a mental breakdown, which she has claimed that she's not, then what's the deal? This this looks so strange. Right? What's the deal? That's what people are are asking right now. And really, right, I just think that you need to You need some input. You need to take a take a break. Right. Mental breakdown or not. Take a break. Take a break slow down right do something you like eat some food that you like watch some tv that you like do some exercises that you like read some books that you like drink some water that you like do whatever it is that you like right take a few days right just take a take a few days ref, re- reflect relax don't do any type of work if you can help it right and i guarantee that will be better in the long run, we need that rest, and hopefully it doesn't lead to drama on Twitter, because you're rested, and you can respond, or you can make accusations, or you can make statements in a more clear, thought-out way, because what happened with Gabby Hanna was that she sort of came like a bolt from the blue, and started criticizing Rachel Oates, and all these people, and talking about all the things people have said for the past few years, right, but if you took a day, or maybe a few days, relax, reflect, take some input, maybe you have a more measured way of approaching this, and maybe people, just maybe, just maybe, people wouldn't be roasting you on the internet, right, so you can take anything away from this, take some, take a few days, you don't have to post, right, if you're really riled up, and you just thought about something from the past, you don't have to post, right, take some time, process, actualize it, reinvent it and then go away then then do that then then produce but we don't need this constant output all the time because it leads to things like drama on twitter or my favorite team the Oakland Raiders posting one of the worst tweets of all time and then keeping it up so um yeah take care of yourself and I will end it there thank you for watching listening, paying attention. I will see you next time. All right, bye.